Hello, welcome to the final swipe, a podcast about healing our hearts and finding love. I'm your host, Nikki Novo. Hello, and welcome to the final swipe podcast. So excited to be here with all of you. Extra excited because we have a special guest, so you don't have to hear me the whole time. Because usually I know that I talk a lot, but we have Angela Holden here with us, who is a complete pro in the dating world. And I am just really grateful to be able to bring her to you. And I would say not dating world, but conscious dating world. So we're excited to have her. Angela is a conscious dating and relationship expert. She's a speaker and an author. And she's the founder of Love Sanctuary, a women's online spiritual and personal development site. So she has all our same vibes. So we're excited to have her. So Angela, thank you for being here and welcome to the show. Nikki, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here with you. Yeah. So first question, of course, is usually the same. How did you get into (laughs) conscious dating work and relationship work? Uh, How did that happen? Right. Well, you know, it was definitely not an assignment that I wanted or ever saw for myself. (laughs) You know, I, I felt like I needed to be a master of it personally before I could do it. And it was actually something I avoided speaking about with my regular clients because I felt like, well, how can I tell them how to be in a relationship and I'm not married? And Mm. I really, right, you know, I felt sort of disqualified or unqualified, Mm. excuse me. And it was earlier this year that I did a conscious dating workshop for Valentine's Day. But prior to that, I had this really powerful download epiphany within myself that said, who is, who could be more qualified than you? You've been through all of this. You're going yeah. through all this. You're learning through all of it. You're mastering your own lessons. You have so much information, so many tools to teach, so much growth that you've acquired for yourself and that you're imparting on your clients. You're in the exact space you should be in. And so I fully embrace being a dating coach and expert, and I love it. I absolutely love it. It gives me, I have goosebumps because, you know, it's stunning because it's like, first of all, it's, it's, I don't know, it reminds me of two things, like how sneaky, like our ego is and how messed up it is, you know, to tell us things Ugh. like that. Because it's, you know, it's, what's funny is that I'm on the flip side where I've been married for eight, I think we're eight years this year. And <laughs> three, I have three children. So, you know, I've been out of the game for a long time and I hear, you know, I, I'm, I've been in dating work for a long time, so I don't really have those thoughts like sneak up anymore. But I do remember in the beginning kind of feeling a bit like a fraud and definitely having um, some people, some mean people like leave comments and be like, what is she now? Like she's married and blah, blah, blah. And um, so it's like, it's such a double edged sword. You know, it's like you're either like overqualified, underqualified, not, you know, (laughs) like there's space for both, um, both perspective so I'm really happy to hear that you're doing that thank you so yeah no um, it's it's mm -hmm. really true it's it's true and I felt the same way I feel like you know because I'm in it I can share and I I do the lessons I walk the talk you know I take I, I do the tools that I'm teaching my clients and sometimes I do think well if I were 20 years in a marriage I probably might not know what the dating culture is like now and how to help my clients best best navigate it. So I feel like I'm in an optimal position to really know and see what's going on out there because I'm in it myself. And I feel part of the team with my clients. And it's just a beautiful experience, I believe, for me and for everyone else. I'm really enjoying Mm -hmm. it. Good. And I think also a lot of times, like, you know, it makes it 
process, like, you know, just nice to be talking to other people going through that and, and almost being forced in a way to like see the good in the process is I know that a lot of times my work is like the best thing for my mental health. Like I, I feel very lucky to be able to do this work because it like mm-hmm. reminds me to, to be lifted up and to stay in the light and all on the days that I don't really feel that way. So um, tell me, so uh, I have several questions, but uh, yes. <laughs> how, what is, so, okay. So how long have you been dating? Like, have you, do you, have you been, have you been in and out of relationships or like kind of what's your own dating history? So, basically in and out of dating relationships and really the last few years really dating myself truly truly dating and falling in love with myself and really acquiring the tools that I believe are really integral into creating a healthy loving relationship and I wasn't really in the capacity or had the bandwidth or space to date or really give to uh, in a partnership during those few years because, again, I really was serving myself and this passion of, in the coaching and the work that I'm doing. I've been coaching o- almost five years, but my whole background has been in service and helping others. And I went through, I lost my job about almost five years ago. And it was at that moment that, um, you know, I my heart just kind of jumped out of my chest, my body, mm. and I realized how much pain I I had neatly tucked away in my heart that you think that you've dealt with or you've healed from, but something comes up and it's so big. And so Mm -hmm. I took time to nurture my own heart, to heal my own heart so that I'm my best self and the best version of me that I can be entering in a relationship. And that's what I encourage my clients. So I'm dating now and I have a new mindset about it, which again is something I encourage my clients to have. It's all about mindset. I'm having more fun. And I'm changing mm. my attitude about online dating in a way that I hadn't before. I love that. Okay, I want to hear all about that. So, <laughs> and can you tell me, because um, uh, that will be very helpful, can you tell me um, why you call it conscious dating? Uh, so, again, that really kind of downloaded into my heart and my spirit. I wasn't even kind of looking for a word at all. I wasn't looking to be a dating coach. None of that it kind of came to me and said, this is what you're going to talk about. This is yeah. what you're going to call it. But why it resonates so much with the work that I do is I'm, I want to be a conscious thought leader. I want to bring greater awareness to people of themselves. So conscious dating is about becoming aware of yourself in mm-hmm. relationship and in partnership and connection to other people. Who are you? What do you want? Who is your ideal partner? How do you show up in a relationship? What do your relationship patterns and tools look like? What does your sabotage look like? You know, what are your beliefs and things that you need to debunk or get rid of so that you can have the ideal relationship that you desire. So it's being conscious. It's being alert, awake to your thoughts, your patterns, your behaviors, who you're attracting in your life, and then focusing on the type of person you want to attract so that you can, you know, get rid of those, those old patterns so you can attract what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me, what, uh, what would you say is like the biggest difference between how you used to date and how you date now? Like what are some things that you're like, I'm sure, you know, looking back at our former self, you're like, oh my God, poor her. <laughs> Have you had yeah. a different moment that you realize like, I was doing it all wrong? <laughs> I do. You know what? There's no more poor me. There's no more judging myself. There's no more judging my singleness. Okay. And I think that's I what it. women, we're, we're so hard on ourselves. We judge or we feel embarrassed that we're single. And that's the first thing. It's like I'm announcing to the world, I'm single, but I'm happy and I love myself. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with me or I'm not flawed or, you know, because I'm single. And I'm proud of that. And so that's one. So I feel really empowered this time around. Two, so before my you would say, 
sorry, before you, you would say you were more like, I can't, like, why am I single? I can't believe it. Yes. That kind of stuff. Yes. And yeah. it was depressing and frustrating and judging myself. And there were moments of feeling desperate for love, you know, wanting a family. And it was like, oh, you know, and it felt like the thing I wanted the most was away from me. And that longing just created mental anguish. And I'm not in that space. You know, my, the work that I do has fulfilled so much passion so much purpose and it's filled so many voids I may have had in my heart that it's, it, I just feel love. Right? Love comes in so many different forms and I feel so much love and gratitude in the work that I do, the people that I connect with. And that's what I encourage women to do. Fall in love with yourself and your life before you right. try to find a partner to fall in love with because you just show up whole and complete. So that's the main thing. And then the other part is, you know, I'm approaching dating as a, a practice which is also the part of the conscious dating method is you're practicing and you're preparing for the relationship you want. So, you know, I, mm. I try not to judge a book completely by its cover. It's like, you know what, just date, just go out and have a conversation, see what your conversation's like, see what you can learn about yourself. Again, that self-awareness, that consciousness, what can I learn? What can, what do I still doing that I don't like that I do? Or, Oh, I was able to have this conversation, this vulnerability, this transparency. Um, and just, you know, maybe honing in on your core values. So I learned, okay, maybe this thing that I thought was so important isn't as important. And then maybe something I thought wasn't as important is very important. Mm -hmm. So that's the difference for me. And it makes it so much more fun being open and not desperate. Exactly. And like, and you know, that you can like wake up with life and be happy that you're allowed to be happy. Did you, um, was there anything that kind of, um, clicked in you when you decided to, um, you know, to not feel bad for yourself, like you said, was, was there any, was it, do you think it was like a kind of like a slow healing or was there some, was there a moment that you were like, I'm just not going to feel bad for myself? Was there anything like that? Any sort of aha yeah. moment? No, I love that question. It was actually a slow healing. It was taking the time to understand what it meant to love myself really understand what it meant to not judge myself. And in doing that, you know, over time, and you're speaking positive thoughts to yourself. You're becoming kinder and, and more gentle and patient with yourself. That Then this love affair happens with you and yourself. And then you just notice the things that used to frighten you, the things that you used to judge, the things that used to make you feel lonely and isolated or desperate and, and despair. It just kind of dissipates. And when it comes mm -hmm. up again, and if they do come up, because we're humans, you know, we're human and our heart has so many different intricacies. When they do come up, I have and I teach greater tools to kind of go through those moments when you feel despair that um, help you come out of it faster. So, yeah, I'm, I'm human. There are days that I'm still, whether it's about dating or anything about life, where I feel like, oh, when is it, this part going to fall into place? And then right. I just come back to my, you know, I come back to my gratitude or I come back to, you know, diving into take, first of all, I really encourage taking those moments to acknowledge any of your feelings. So when you're feeling sad or, or mentally anguished or desperate, just acknowledge it and feel it. And that's the self-love thing we talk about too. It's, it's okay that I feel a little sad that I'm not in a relationship, right? We're, we're, we're hardwired for relationships. So mm -hmm. I allow that feeling. And then I'm like, okay, but it's not the worst thing in the world. So many other things could be much worse. And right. I have this going on in my life. I've got that. I focus on what I have. And those moments dissolve much, much faster. And they happen less, less frequently than ever before. And I, 
Yeah, and I would say that's like tremendous success because it's not about like eliminating it completely, but being able to shorten that blow that you're not in it for three weeks, right. you know, that you're not exactly. feeling down for three, you know, because how, and I think that's always, I mean, all the things that I work on myself like that are not dating related, like, related, like I think that's the trick, like being like, oh, there it is. Okay, cool. And then like, I recognize it. I, I honor it. And now I can move forward. I can move to like the next stop process of the next way of yeah. being. I think that that, that is itself is that's a success. Like that's success. That's that's healing. It's a huge know? success. It's a huge mm-hmm. success when you can do that and not sit in and you you're like, oh here you are again. You're visiting. I know who you are. I recognize you. I'm gonna acknowledge you, sit in you for a moment. And then the more you sit in it, you sit in it less less amount of time and then it passes. Yes. And then you go on about your life and you're like, oh yeah, that was yesterday. Today's a new day. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's super, it's just super beautiful. Um do you, so I, I don't know if you find this in your practice, but I, I do see this sometimes in my practice that when we decide, okay, like, you know, I, most of my clients, my, my women are, um, well, my, women and men, they're just, they're, they're amazing and they're very accomplished in so many different parts of their lives. And a lot of the times, you know, when they decide like, okay, I'm going to work on my love life. Like I want to bring that into my life. They take it on like any project that they would take on and, you know, they go full, full throttle. And sometimes the feeling of the idea of like loving myself and being happy with where I am currently almost feels like an opposing thought to what it would look like to work to finally like bring in love. And I think a lot of times people are afraid to accept and love what is because it's almost like superstitious that they think that like, well, if I accept and love who I am currently and where I am currently and all that stuff, then I'm not, um, then that means I'm not working towards love and like love is not going to come. So do you, do you ever find that pushback, that resistance yeah, in your practice? I love, yeah, I love that you brought that up, but I think the opposite can be true, you know, especially if you look at sort of the law of attraction or, you know, what we focus on expands, right? So if we put our like, energy into that, like, well, let me just focus on the fact that I'm alone and let me focus on that I really, really want someone. And then we keep, we, yeah. yeah, that's the energy we're going to constantly attract in our lives. That feeling yeah. of needing, of wanting and attracting rather than when you feel fulfilled, when you feel joyful, when you feel happy, you attract and you create more things in your life that are joyful and happy. And I don't know what's more attractive to a man or and a woman is someone who's already happy and, and enjoying right. their life and living their best life. So no, I don't think you have to, you know, be intentional about what you want. You know, if you're so happy open in your life, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, be, be it's beautiful that you're happy with your life, and that but that doesn't mean you have to focus a hundred percent of your life on partnership because when we think about it, yeah, it is one of the biggest decisions we make. It's not our entire lives. Like someone's not going to swoop us and save our lives, take us from our heart and our own pain. So why not work on those things that we have within ourselves? Put our energy there. And also still be intentional about dating and meet someone. I say if you want to meet someone, create your overall happiness, but be intentional and take go out on dates and do just like you would do if you were going to buy a new home or buy a new car. You would do research. You would go out. You would look. You would shop around. You know, if you were buying, um, looking for a new job, you send out your resume. You write down pros and cons. I'd say do the same thing for dating. Be intentional. Get clear on what mm-hmm. you want. And keep living your best life, but definitely make time for what you want because it's not necessarily just going to show up at your front door because you right. have wishing, wishful thoughts about it. 
we have, you right. know, life meets us where we, you know, where we take action. With some action. Right? So when we take, yeah. exactly, take a step, take an action, go on a date, tell all your friends that you're single and you want to meet someone, you know, tell everyone, put it out there. Like, I think we, as um, I'm just going to speak to women right now in this comment that we have to diminish the shame of being single, unwed, and not having children at a certain age. There's so much stigma and pain and shame that society has placed on women that don't have what we think we're supposed to have. And right. so women are often or silent. Or at a certain time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, well, they won't say they're really single because they want, or they'll take an Instagram picture of them and another glass of wine or a picture on a vacation so everyone thinks they're with a man or a woman and they're really by themselves unhappy. Right. Like, you know, you know like, let people know. I want to meet someone. I want to meet someone. Tell your colleagues, tell your friends, tell your married friends, you know, and you're you're magnetizing that to you. We've got to reduce the shame around all of this and let women feel that their lives are good enough, even if they're not in partnership. Mm -hmm. That's actually, that's the reason I got into this work too. I mean, I was like, you know, I was like, you know, dating is like the, the ugly stepsister of the spiritual world. You know, like we have, right. we talk about like money in a spiritual way. We can talk about like finding your purpose in a spiritual way. I'm like, well, what about love? Like why? Is mm-hmm. this, like, mm-hmm. this, you know, it's either you're going to get like tips from like a guy who has some, some hot guy with like blonde tips on his hair or, and then like just telling you how to like, you know, play the game or you just like don't talk about it at all. So I, 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 uh, I agree. Um, yeah. Can you tell me? And oh, and I just want to make one comment on what you were saying. There is, I think, what you were saying about think about law of attraction. Like, if we're thinking about the the lack, um, then therefore, you know, that we attract more of that. And I think that that is the perfect um, answer to a question that I get often, which is like, how do I manifest but without like obsessing over it? And it really exactly. is, like you said, like, I know that I have this intention, but at the same time, like, my focus is actually really on feeling good, on enjoying my life, um, I'm feeling good about who I am, and, and uh, like, that itself is, like, I'm, I'm, yes, I'm working towards something, but I'm not obsessing over it because my focus is somewhere else, it's in this happy place, exactly. not, in the, not in the lack place, so that's yeah. beautiful. It's coming from right. a place of desire and not from need. And when you come from that place of needing a relationship, I need someone to fulfill me. I need that partnership. There, that's coming from a place of lack and right. desperation. You're going to cling and, and hold on to I it. I love you know. that. The difference mm-hmm. between need and desire. That's true. That's exactly. Great. And so now, right, so now it's about, I, you know, I've got this figured out. I got my business. I got that. Okay. I desire partnership. My heart feels good. I've worked through some things. I'm, I'm ready for someone to enter into my life, right? That's where we want to be. And, you know, mm-hmm. human suffering comes from when we resist what is. And, right. you know, we may not want to be single. We may not want to be at a certain job, but the discontentment and the unhappiness and suffering comes when we resist what is. What is, is we're single. What is, is that's the space and time that we're in in this moment. So we can either just think we're supposed to be someplace else and be miserable and keep pining and focusing on that other place we're supposed to be in, which is just going to cause misery, or Mm -hmm. we embrace where we are. We just embrace it. It doesn't mean like we can't create change, but we embrace where we are with compassion, with love, and say, okay, this is my life, and I have this to be grateful for. And then again, it's being intentional and in pursuit of what you want in a healthy way. Yeah, and I think it's like you're eight, it's when we do have that moment that we're like, okay, I'm going to look at my life and I'm going to track here. I'm going to do my best to find the gratitude in my life. It's, you may find that there's a lot of things that 
you're not happy about that you probably missed before. And that's okay. It's, it's being like, okay, well, yeah, this isn't like, I, I'm grateful for the job, but I really don't like the job. So but that's instead true. of feeling bad for myself, I'm going to, it's okay to work on changing that job and doing the steps that need to be done in order to move out of that job. So it doesn't mean that like we need to be, you know, accepting and great, you know, accepting of like what we have and seeing that that never changes. Like you said, that it doesn't mean that we can't have change. Um, but it's also just important to like look at how, you know, that we are creators and how we are creating our lives and, and that that's always, there's always an opportunity for that. It's beautiful. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Online dating. So tell yes. us your, um, you know, what was your relationship before? Did you, did you have like a bad relationship with online dating and do you have a better one now? What's like the story there? What are your tips? I hated it. It was just completely unnatural. You know, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Like, okay, this is how I have to date now. And it just felt foreign. You know, I wasn't used to dating in that way. You know, I was used to the old fashioned way of you go out, you meet someone and never having a problem connecting with someone. You meet someone, you like someone, you go on some dates, and then either you go forward into a relationship or just a couple of dates and that's it. So I resisted it. You know, I was like, ugh. And again, I had the stigma and feeling embarrassed being on it also. Like, you know, oh, this just feels like people who are desperate. Why do I want to be honest? Yeah, that's what I like, love. That's, that's what I love. Like, you know, it's like, like oh, I'm desperate. Like, like, these people must all be, like, losers and desperate. And it's like, well, you're, like, then what are you calling yourself? Like, no, yeah, it's not. <laughs> that's what I mean. It's like that judgment that we have, and we're judging ourselves. So the difference is that I'm no longer judging myself or the, or the situation. or the yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, and, and, and I don't judge online dating. It's where we are. Do I think it's the best way to date? No, but times have changed. We're in a modern era, and we have mm-hmm. to date as modern people, and technology is consumes us, and yeah. we have to change with the times. And so I am a big supporter of online dating because for so many reasons, it increases your dating pool. It gives you that opportunity to practice your dating skills and figure out who and what it is that you want to learn about yourself. But it increases your dating pool significantly. You meet people yes. you might not ordinarily meet. But I always say to my clients, because they're like, oh, I hate this online thing. I hate it. I hate it. And I, I stop them right there because I want them to change their mindset. Because if you hate it, that's the energy you're going to bring to it. I hate it. I hate yes, it. I like, hate don't even it. do it. Yeah, right. Why do you do it? it? You're gonna, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I help them say, look, if this is what you want, are you going to get it by sitting at home watching Netflix? Mm-hmm. Or is it more likely to come to you if you're out there practicing, you're out there moving toward the thing exact, moving towards the thing that you want? doesn't mean that your partner is going to come through online dating, but you're magnetizing this energy of relationship around you. So you might meet someone at the grocery store, but you've been out on dates, right? Like, I'm going to speak again to women. When women are dating and they're flirting and they're having fun and they're enjoying their lives, that energy is contagious and it's men can smell it miles away. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're humans yes, and sure. men are, we're all kind of like animals, right? So men want what someone else has. So if you're just home watching Netflix, a man can probably sniff that you're home, you're alone, you're kind of just mm-hmm. waiting for someone to show up. But if you're out there and enjoying life and maybe some other man is giving you some attention that's attractive mm-hmm. to another man. Like she's kind of unavailable a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's kind of, <laughs> yeah. So, right. We want what someone else has. So, yeah. you know, it's, 
it's not always fun dating. It can suck at times. That's just the truth. But if you shift the mindset, you know what? I just need to go out and be around male energy right now. I just need to go out and put on red lipstick and flirt a little bit and go meet someone for coffee or whatever it is for an hour and just keep the practice. And when you need your breaks, take a break when you're like, you know, I'm going to not date for a couple of weeks and then get back on the horse. You got to keep getting back up. And it's kissing tons of frogs. We don't know that time and space when our quote unquote Prince Charming's coming, but mm-hmm. it, what, what's the alternative Just saying, Oh, I give up on love and I give up and I'm just going to stop altogether and just see if it happens. You say that for about a month and then women are like, Oh, they don't like that either. Right. They're like, <laughs> like I should be doing something and you should yeah. be doing something. Just keep going out yeah. there and dating and traveling and living your best life. And, you know, um, receive one of the other things that I really believe very strongly in is, you know, women often want a relationship and that's like the greatest form of love that they desire. But love comes in so many different forms and so many different relationships and shapes. Receive love wherever it comes. Right. Right. The more, uh, right. You know, wherever it comes. So I say to women, you know, maybe there's someone in your life who a man or partner, previous partner or someone who is really interested in you. And I'm not saying to, you know, string that person along. But if someone is genuinely cares about you, truly cares about you and accepts you and loves you for who you are and wants to see you do well in the world, try opening your heart and just receiving whatever love they want to give you. And that doesn't mean I'm not saying being in a relationship. I'm just saying Mm -hmm. love can express itself in different forms. Maybe that's a great person who's going to be a friend in your life and they want Mm -hmm. to adore you and treat you nicely. Say yes. Yes. And a lot of times, like, yes. those those um, those type of um, relationships and, like, receiving that kind of love is what gets you to the next level where you're like, oh, you know what? I Like, I do deserve that. And I felt that before. It might have been kind of platonic because I wasn't necessarily attracted or whatever. I didn't want to be with that person. But at the end of the day, like, it, it reminds us our own worth. And It does. Um, and just kind of, you know, like what the, the different qualities of love that are out there, even if it means like love from a friend or from, a, you know, but just be, being in a place where you receive it. Because a lot of times we don't feel worthy of it. So different people are trying to give it to us and we just won't receive it. And getting in relationship means that we are receiving love. So mm-hmm. we have to, we have yep. to get used to that. We have, we have to build that muscle. We have to get used to that feeling. Yeah, I love that you yeah. mentioned the self-worth part and like really seeing if someone's giving you love to show they're showing you what you're worthy of and what that love might look like. And it may not come in the exact package that you desire, but don't reject that kind of love. If it's a pure, genuine love, I encourage women to receive it. Would you rather not have people who want to show you love or do you want people there right. that are going to show you love? And like you said, as you flex that muscle of love and receiving, it prepares you for that next level. I totally mm-hmm. agree with you. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about um, the work that you're currently doing. So once you decided, like, okay, you know, I, I do like this area of expertise, um, what are some of the things that you're offering right now that you find have been helpful for your clients? Yes. Thank you so much for asking. So I, I launched um, a course called the Conscious Dating Method course. It's an eight-week online course, and I teach um, principles of relationships, principles of conscious dating and principle principle, excuse me, of self love and self worth, like all of that. So and while the women and it's a women it's a course for women. 
because I want to save space for women to come and talk and share their experiences in dating. And um, so they date each week. That's part of the course. And then they come back. And so they go up there going on dates? Yep, that's part oh, of the course, you, ha- you know, mm-hmm. and if you're not dating, you have to date yourself. So I encourage a date with someone else and a date with yourself and they come what back. Would, and what does a date back. with yourself look like? Whatever you want that to look like, whatever you want a man or partner, whoever you're interested in to do for you, I want you to do that for yourself. So if you're waiting for someone to take you out to dinner, I want you to treat yourself to a nice dinner or a nice lunch, put on a pretty dress, put your hair down, lipstick, wear a different color. Take yourself to the museum, to the park, buy yourself your own flowers, write yourself a love note. So every week they're encouraged to do something for themselves and to date also. And then come, yeah, and then they come back and they share something that they've learned about themselves because learning something about yourself, this is where we become conscious daters and conscious people in relationships. When you learn about yourself, when you see yourself through someone else, whether it's something you like or you don't like, you see it. And you can change it. You can work towards improving that so that you can improve and prepare yourself for a relationship. And we talk about different strategies of vulnerability, transparency, communication, dealing with rejection, belief system, self-worth. We talk about attachment styles, a lot of different things. Love it. I I think that that is... Like, you know, what's interesting about dating yourself or, you know, getting to know yourself a little bit more, I think... A lot of the time, since I, I do intuitive readings and a lot of, you know, of course, some questions that are like, what are my blocks? Like, what, you know, what's blocking me from love? And if we don't know what we need, um, who we are and, and all those things, it's actually like that is the block, you know, and just, right. <laughs> you, you're often attracting something that is actually not the right fit for you. I have a client like that right now as a male, actually, and he um, like, you know, he's going after like these shiny objects and he's mm, a person. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's shallow or anything like that, but he just feels, I don't know. He's, it, 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 he just feels like that's what he's attracted to. So he's going after these shiny objects, but it's like, he actually doesn't know himself enough to know that that is not the right fit for him. But he, right. there's nobody that can tell him that he, like, he would have to know himself a little bit more to understand like, because we're all different, right? Like sometimes it'll be like, mm-hmm. I know that I'm somebody who needs uh, to, you know, be with somebody who's going to be a little bit more in touch with me just because like, or I'm super independent and I don't do well with people who are too much like in my space. And like, if you don't know that you can be, you can be thinking what is good for you based off whatever reason. And that in itself is like why it's not working out because I'm going off of like my logic and what I think right. is good for me rather than like really coming from my heart and being like honest that this is what's good for me and like this is mm-hmm. what I need and there's those mm-hmm. are two different different things and only by dating ourselves dating other people right being able to get feedback from from meeting other people and being like I don't like this I don't like that I do like this I do like that and that is how we like gather the data to know what is actually right for us. So you can't it's, like just it's you know, total not data. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally yeah. about research and gathering data. I love that you called it that because we have to see who we are when we show up in relationships. How do we sabotage ourselves in relationships? You know, what do our partners say that trigger us that make the relationship, you know, 
volatile or, right. you know, that we end up in arguments in the same conversation we have in the same arguments and in the same type of breakup or we attract the same type of partner. So dating helps us see ourselves and then working with you, a coach or myself or, you know, you get someone who also has this bird's eye view of your patterns and can help right. you cultivate tools to break those patterns. And so you and I do very, you know, we're doing the same work, which I love it because I feel like we're healing the planet, creating more love. <laughs> Yeah, um, more heart, heart yeah, right? people. Yeah, for sure. And I was, I was just going to share that I'm also doing my uh, Conscious Dating Method tour, which I'm launching in October. Um, I'm doing That's seven exciting. major cities. Yeah, I'm so excited. So I'll get to see people in person and share some tools of conscious dating and what it is. And so is it like a one-day to... workshop or how does that work? Yep, it'll be like a two-and-a-half-hour workshop. I'm doing New York. Chicago, D.C., Atlanta, Miami, Denver, and L.A. So oh. it'll be on my website. Yeah. So when will you be in Miami? That's where, that's where I live. Are you in Miami? Oh, yeah. Okay. So Miami, we're, we're aiming for February of 2020. So okay. when it's cold okay. everywhere else, I'm coming down to yes. Miami. <laughs> of course. Everybody's always yeah, so asking me to do I, retreats I in know, Miami. Yeah. I'm excited. You know, one of the things that I love doing is, and what my my initial work started off as was in-person workshops and speaking events. Like I really like being in front of people and hugging and talking and getting people's questions. Mm -hmm. And I love the virtual coaching too, but I want to get back out there and meet people and experience yeah. people. So yeah, any of your listeners, if they're in any of those cities, they can go to my website. I'd love to see them and meet them. And yeah. Yeah. That's, share a that's bit awesome. about it's, uh, and it's just rare. It's rare to like be able to, to get this information in person these days. So that's really, that's a really nice option. So we'll definitely link to that in the show notes. So, so much. to wrap it up, what would you say is like the biggest question you get when it comes to dating? The biggest question I get when it comes yeah. to dating. Or concern, like the biggest complaint. <laughs> or like, ah, well, this is, oh, Nikki, thank you for asking this question. I love it. So, again, I work primarily with women. So I get most of the women's complaints or concerns. So they will say to me, they'll talk about how the men show up and that they ghost and yes. they don't communicate. And, you know, those are the complaints. Right. Why do they ghost? Why don't they show up? And so... What I'm also learning in my own dating and learning, I guess, kind of when I'm dating, I'm also doing some research for the conscious dating market. I have to speak to women and say that. Again, ladies, I'm not beating you up. I'm not beating us up. But I'm learning that women ghost just as much as the men do. I'm learning yes. that women are as poor communicators as men are. You know, there's a difference between us being able to uh, know what our feelings are and lash them out or express them or, you know, react to our emotions. Yeah. That does not make us great communicators, right? There's a, there's an art form and a science to communicating. So what women complain about with men and in the dating space, I always just say, turn the mirror towards the self and not to blame, but just to self-examine, right? Because self-examination is the key to creating change and ask mm -hmm. yourself, how do I show up in dating? Do I communicate? Do I go someone? Am I able to tell someone, you know, thanks for dinner, but I'm not really interested. Some women won't feel really uncomfortable saying that. So they'll avoid yeah. someone's text until they just stop writing. Well, if you're doing that, then men are going to do that. And you can't, we can't complain. So show up in the exact same way you want men to show up for you. I agree. I am. Um, 
That's one of the big things that, um, thanks for bringing that up. I, I, so anybody who works with me one-on-one knows with my term, I call it closing the loop. So I like, and they don't want to They're Of course, it's the most awkward thing. Um, I mean, I was like, even when, when I was dating, I was a big loop closer for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like I just, I always did. Um, and I know it's the worst, but, um, I, after you do it once or twice, then it just becomes like second nature. And I think what, what that does, so closing the loop would be just that, you know, like, oh, uh, you know, I've been writing back and forth with this person. Maybe we went on date one date and he's looking like he must ask me for another one. And I, I really, I know that it's just like not the right fit. Um, so closing the loop would, instead of like, you know, slow fading or ghosting altogether, would be more of a, you know, like, hey, like, thank you so much. Like, I wish, you know, I had great time. Like, you know, I, I enjoyed meeting you, but I, I just know that's not the fit, whatever, however you want to position it. And um, when you do that, what I find very interesting is that you basically, because dating and the world of dating feels very hostile. I think that it feels like, you know, kind of like a him against her or, you know, us against them. And when you close the loop, like mm. that, you, you like bring back the humanness and typically what you'll it's get, which I, I've, I've yet to not see I mean, I, I do remember closing the loop on one guy and him like just turning into a baby when I did it. But other than that, like through my clients, the, the guy is usually like so grateful, you know, like thank you so, so much. Like, you know, so grateful. So and grateful. then you, you see the humanness, like, look, like you're just trying to find love. Like, you, you know, like you're trying to find love. I'm trying to find love. Like, we're just the same, you know, and the, yeah, it brings true. back the like um, the humanness and like. Mm-hmm. the heart to dating rather than feeling like, you know, that this is like this hostile environment that like, you know, people are right. out to like, and I, you, you have the power to do that just by closing the loop. Right. I love that you call it closing the loop. And I agree with you. That's been my experience too. Men have been thankful and grateful when I've been honest and they're like, wow, thank you. And they've said, you know, I wish more women dated like you, you know, that they don't communicate or they don't say what they yeah. feel or what they want or or what they don't want. And I've even had men like me more <laughs> when I've told them I'm not interested and not really from the form of, I want what I can't have, but more like, wow, I really love oh, what a good person. You, yeah. You called me on the phone to tell me this and to mm-hmm. say how you felt like, wow, well, if you ever change your mind, you know, like give me a call back because yeah. it's the humanness. And another uh, gentleman I went out with, he thanked me for my compassion. So when you talked about that humanness, it's that compassion. And I told him while we were on the date that, um, you know, this wasn't for me in so many words and that, um, you know, I really enjoyed talking to him because we had a great conversation, but that I was looking for something else and that I wished him a lot of luck. And he was like, wow, you know, thank you so much. I just really had such a great time just meeting, meeting you and hanging out for an hour. And it was fun for me, you know? So yeah, exactly. I think it's being, yeah, and I love it. You, it is too much of a hostile environment in dating. It's like, well, he did this and she did this. He said that and she said mm-hmm. that. And he's showing up this way, so I'm showing up this way. And you're right. We need to put the armor down and just show our humanness, our heart, our compassion, and know that all of us are in the same space. And even the men or the women who ghost, they're not operating from their best self, right? Anyone who's operating mm-hmm. from a place of ghosting and, and banishing on people in that way, there's a certain part of the heart that's not complete there, right? There's a lack of emotional intelligence and emotional maturity. Again, that person needs love too. We're all like, we are all looking and wanting love. 
Right? Mm-hmm. It's what makes the world exactly. go around. And that, yeah, and that's like you realize that when you actually take that extra step. And I'm also okay with like if you if you set up a date and the person doesn't show up, which sadly happens every once in a while. I'm also I haven't had that. that. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I, I've, I've seen clients like go through that, and I um, I'm okay with like reaching out to the person and being like, hey, like not judging you, not shaming you, but like just letting you know, like for the next person. <laughs> Um, yeah. you know, like you, you could just let me know, like we're, um, we're not as scary as we seem and, um, you know, just kind of like just letting you know that it, it hurt my feeling a little bit. I get it, but just kind of wanted to put it out there and I wish you the best. Absolutely. And, but Absolutely. also kind of, you know, not feeling victimized knowing that mm-hmm. you, you have a voice, you know, and you, do. That, you, you do. have a voice. You're not the victim. And, you know, when I've had someone go to me and it's the same kind of, you know, I've called them out on it, but in a non-aggressive way, but just exactly. say, hey, you know, I deserve better and I deserve an explanation to know why we're not communicating anymore. And right. sure enough, he, he responded. He said, you, you're absolutely right. You deserve so much more. And this is what I felt. This is what, whatever. And then yeah. sure enough, I've still heard from them a couple months from a couple months later and then a couple months after right. that. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Yeah, but, of course, because that's not know, attractive at that point. Not at all. Not at all. I need someone who's really ready to show up and who has the emotional awareness and, and intelligence <laughs> um, yeah. and consciousness. But, you know, again, me saying that and calling him out didn't make him like, oh, my God, she's drama. What's wrong with her? She's asking me why I'm ghosting. She's difficult. You know, it made him still want to float around a little bit. You know, so women have to, you know, be comfortable with, you know, again, like you said, not feeling like a victim. You know, you are an empowered woman. You have the right to speak up for yourself in a in a compassionate way and let someone know, hey, this is not okay. I deserve an explanation. I deserve to be treated better. And I hope that, like you said, going forward, the next person that, you know, you gently and politely and kindly yeah. Let someone know you're not interested or, you know, you want to cancel the date. That's We're not that scary. Like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and we, and as, exactly. And as each person raises the bar in terms of how we show up and how you expect someone else to show up, we change this madness that's happening in the dating world. And it, exactly. starts, like, it starts with one person. With, and yeah, each person like the, is responsible. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's we what all I mean. have to raise in consciousness. That's gonna be the name of my next book, Closing the Loop. <laughs> yeah, no. Don't 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 say that on air. No, I'm kidding. It's awesome. You should absolutely start writing that right yeah, now. You know, right now. Awesome. <laughs> Love it. We'll see. Uh, well, thank you so much for um spending time with us and um sharing all your wisdom. Please let us know where we can keep in touch with you. Like how can we follow your work and where's the best place to keep in touch? Yeah, thank you so much, Nikki. I really enjoyed all of your questioning. I've had a wonderful time. Um, you can find me at Love Sanctuary, L-O-V-E-S-A-N-C-T-U-A-R-Y.com. And my I usually use mostly my Instagram handle, which is Angela N, like Nicole Holton, H-O-L-T-O-N. Uh, yeah, that's my handle. At. Okay, perfect. <laughs> at we, we're going to, yeah, we'll, we will connect. We will um, share that on the show notes. That's just perfect. Whatever you're your interests. Okay, perfect. Thank you again, Angela, and we so look much. forward to seeing you as you travel around. Thanks so much for listening. For more guidance on your journey to the final swipe, please visit me at NikkiNovo.com. <laughs>